0: There are travelers in this land who move at time's command. Their eyes are filled with all eternity. Let them glimpse your heart, that's where the healing starts. Mountain Gypsies are the remedy. Mountain Gypsies, sure to set you free. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first podcast very of, first the very first of our new podcast yes. of mountain gypsies just a few things i'm your host kat young and this is my co-host tess hughes my beautiful daughter how you doing tess i'm doing great are how you are excited you? about yeah, this absolutely i am so excited we have missed you guys so much we are so happy to be back and that was the amazing joe newberry who wrote our um our song for us yeah, um, our anthem our anthem uh, that he wrote that song specifically for us let us uh, view your heart that's where the healing starts. Uh, mountain gypsies we're the remedy that's right guys. We are here tonight to talk to you about mountain gypsies home. We're going to tell you about our home life, what's home to us uh, how home can change and where you lay your head is your home well not always sometimes it's where you shouldn't be. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've been places I shouldn't have been. And it was. Uh, You've home. been
1: places you shouldn't have been. I ha- I have. Well, that's bewildering thought. <laughs> it is a bewildering <laughs> thought. So we we want to bring to
0: you a, a, a podcast that's going to lift your spirits. Uh, we hope to make you laugh. Cast uh, your
1: pod a little bit.
0: Cast your pod. Cast your pod. Mm, I'm not enough. sure what that means, but. Okay. And we're also, there'll be times that we cry together. We laugh together. We, uh, you know, have all these emotions together. We want to answer your questions and help you along your way in this journey we call life. But the main goal is love and to give you self-love and love for mankind and love for Yahweh, Yahshua and Elohim. Um, We just, we're just here as God's servants to do what we've been called to do. And that's the gifting he's put upon us to heal mind, body, soul, and spirit. So without further ado, we're gonna start talking about what we do and that is what was we
1: doing before then? When? Just now. What was we doing in the five seconds before this? We were outside walking around in the sunshine. I just meant on here we was not talking. Oh well Tess and I were
0: walking outside just a minute ago before we decided to do our podcast because we wanted to connect to God and, and the earth and Look at all the beautiful things and that we were, sunshine is intense today. I needed it. It is, and we wanted we wanted to feel the presence of God within us before we came and talked to you all and in home, because uh, this this land that we stand on, this mountain is home, mm-hmm. and it's been home for generations. Uh, this side of the mountain was Tess's dad's family, mm-hmm. uh, the other side of the mountain was my dad's family, and it was home. And this is and if y'all had kept everything
1: together, me, and my brother would have owned the whole third mountain well that that wasn't us oh, this mountain not. was split long before your dad and i split up they there was family oh no i'm disputes. not talking about that oh. i'm talking
0: about just the back thens if it would have kept it together oh well it doesn't matter god owns it all and we're part of god so we own it all so let's go over and take that feller's house anyway <laughs> boom, boom. um right. so let's talk about home uh the question would be what is home to you tess asked me as we were doing this she goes Mom, what, what is home? What What is home so to you. you? Yeah, And I said, home to me. And I cry when I told her this. And that's why she made me go. I said, you need sunshine. Home to me is, I grew up in a big farmhouse in a place called Gray, Tennessee. G-R-A-Y. Gray, Tennessee. Not the black or the white, but the gray area. The mediocre Tennessee. The mediocre Tennessee. Like it was absolutely beautiful. Big farmhouse. Big farm I grew up on. And we had a great big, uh, pine picnic type looking table. It was how would you describe that table? It's an Ethan Allen. It's a big Ethan Allen family bench table. table, bench top table. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad had bought back in the late '40s, early '50s. Um, and my dad always said, if you walked in and and you're facing the table, he said in the back right hand corner, always reading the newspaper. And home to me was that. Uh, kitchen door, you know, me running in that door, dad sitting in that corner reading the newspaper, mom's at the stove cooking something always wonderful mm. chicken and dumplings or mashed potatoes, meatloaf, uh, soup beans and cornbread and stewed potatoes. Every once in a while, you'd she'd be cooking pig's feet. She'd make pickled pig. she'd not pickled, she'd boil pig's feet. And, I didn't say pickled pig's feet. Yeah, no. she'd make pig's feet and uh. She, you know, we had fresh farm eggs and she'd milk Miss Blue, our cow, and we'd have fresh churn butter and all that. And we had a big garden that we put out every year. And, you know, I, I helped with that. That was just part of life. You know, we, that, that black dirt, we'd be planting stuff in, but that's part of home and running in and out of that door, mom yelling, in or out, pick it, in or out. And they didn't mean it. You know, they just yelled it. Dad sitting there drinking coffee out of these certain cups that he had that come from the Grand Hotel uh, up in Michigan, you know, uh, Mackinac Island, my mom and dad would go up there because my uncle was a chef in there and dad had some coffee cups from there and he drank out of those coffee cups all the time because my dad was a classy man, you see, and he loved the, It was his fancy cups. And uh, mom made that that the best. She still makes the best coffee. And uh, you know, we'd every day at five o'clock. I don't care if it what come hell or high water, we had <clears throat> supper. And um, uh, you know, I, we'd play out in the yard. And to me, I would I would lay on the grass this time of year. You know, the spring is just really getting started. And I'd lay on the ground. And I'd stare up at the sky, and I could feel the presence of God. And I. I felt God speaking to me. I felt even as a little kid, I, I thought everybody was like this. I felt that everybody knew that, you know, they had the spirit of God around them and angels around them to guide them and to talk to them and to to do these. And I would run in and out and my nose running and, you know, dirty feet. It's a old country girl, you know, and uh, just these amazing thoughts and these wonderful visions. And we would rub our eyes until we saw paisley squiggling around and and then say to each other, what do you see? What do you see? You know, and then come in for supper and all of us sit down together and prayer every night. My father was saying a beautiful prayer and we had the most amazing big family meals every night and conversation. And after that, we'd watch TV and the wonderful world of Disney would come on, and the most excitement would be when Tinkerbell come out, you know, on the TV, and everybody had their places set, and I would sit there and watch that, and then we'd be in bed by, you know, after we took our bath, we'd go to bed, and Mom would tuck us in, and I would squall and squeal and cry, not because I would see, because I lived in a haunted house, I'd see things walking up and down the stairs, but that was home. And that was that is such a part of me, the good, the bad, and the ugly of everything that happens is home, and that is ingrained in who I am. Love, you know, you could, I have stories of things that weren't perfect, but I knew that my father would fight a bear for me. I knew that my mother would fight fire for me you know, and that was, that was love. I knew that they loved me and that they would, they would lay down their life for me. I knew who God was and I knew what morals were and what ethics were. I knew right from wrong, whether they told me or not, it was ingrained within who I was. Yeah. And that was home. (coughs) I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to be. I knew that I had healing in my hands. I knew that I wanted to touch people and make everything okay for everybody. I knew that I didn't want people to hurt. But I also knew that I was born with a broken heart. And that comes from my heritage and 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 the giftings that we have. I home was hearing about Pink William Young, who was my grandfather, who was a six foot uh, four 350 pound sheriff. And a business owner and a he owned sawmills and and uh, grocery stores and he was a loud, boisterous Scottish man that people loved. his wife hetty may googe, my grandmother, you know she was scottish he was he was a Scottish traveler she was a Scottish tinker heritage and and you know we the wonderful stories about that and the Cherokee and her lineage and And these amazing stories and her brother and sister, Birdie and Lumen, who I'd met, you know, they always dip snuff, those two, not my grandmother. She'd be caught dead dipping snuff. But all the mountain stories and the things that we grew up with, the things that we took for granted, the sayings, the things that we believe you don't walk under a ladder, a black cat cross you in front of a road, you put three X's on the window. Just all these things, you know, driving nails into the ground, different things that we did, you know. Getting a little deep in here, ain't not you? It is. Huh? That's family. That's home. And then my mama side, Nancy, Nancy Elizabeth Trent, now, that's so, that stories on that side. Thelma and George, my mama's sister and husband, who've been together since they were like eight, nine years old, dated all through high school, married. That was real love. That's real love that I encountered. They held hands their whole life till the day he died and raised a family on a little or nothing, but they loved each other my mother's other sisters and the stories about how my grandmother abandoned them and how they had to take care of themselves and raise them. But that's still home. That was heritage and the stories about how they all were gifted and they all had the gift of of, of foreseeing. They were all seers and how it was passed down and how they used it. And the stories of predicting deaths and predicting life and predicting uh, all kinds of stuff and, and being able to foretell so much. That's my home. That was what I had. And then things changed, you know, in this life. And 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 as I grew up, I was born in 1964, and, and I was a teenager, late 70s and 80s, and there was a huge transition then and things. And home wasn't like it is now. There was divorces were rampant, and I was a part of that movement. And I had my children, and I, I created a home for them. I created as much as I could for them, that home, that situation, but it was different. It wasn't cornbread. Well, it was, it was the same foods, but it wasn't. I, th-
1: I think that you can't really say what our home was for us.
0: Well, in my mind,
1: yeah, it
0: wasn't the same type of home because the generation was different. So what I'm telling you is it wasn't exactly what I experienced yeah. for you guys, but I wanted to give you everything I could. So to grow up, for you to give you all, my kids, all that I had, the only thing that I could give that was as overwhelming family as that was all the love I had, yeah, all the love my parents had. And my kids got to experience that. But it was a changing world.
1: Yeah. And so what what is home to you, Tess? Oh, boy. It, there's so many different levels of home, you know. If I think about home before I was a mother, I think about all of us um, – being in the same house. And when I say all of us. I mean my mom and all my siblings. I think about. Um, how there's always. <laughs> to this day even. Somebody picking on the one of the other siblings. And then sometimes it's me picking on one of them. Or sometimes I'm in the one picked on. Or whatever. And it's not necessarily like bullying or picking. It's just like a loveful. Yes. You know what I mean? Joking yeah. all the time. Um, all of us eating together all Of us being at the same table, all of us laughing together, watching movies together. I think that that was a big thing. Um, when me and Chaz were the oldest, so me and mom and Chaz were together a lot, uh, for a long time. And then Cheney came along, and and now Mamie. So we have different levels. I mean, I know for me, I have different levels of home just before I was a mother, and we traveled. A mom was in one house so you had two houses you lived in growing up well kind of three but you really don't remember the first right one. <coughs> excuse you and then uh so she wanted us to experience a lot of different houses and what'd you say outside when you when i said how we moved around a lot about the decorating
0: oh i said i wanted to Well, i grew up in one house that i remember i lived in uh Two houses that I remember, but the first one's just barely a memory. I lived most of my life since I was four years old in one house. And even though I love that house. I always wanted to move, and, and it was haunted, so there was a love-hate with that house. I always wanted to move into a lot of houses because I wanted to decorate. So I decided that when I had my children, we would live a lot of
1: places so I could decorate a lot of houses. So <laughs> my mom was a big pusher of making your childhood dreams come true. <laughs> yes. So we um, we did move in a lot of places, and it was really awesome. We, we enjoyed it, and it taught us how to adapt and how to change and, and, and grow um, in all kinds of ways. But it was really a beautiful, wonderful thing And um, our idea of home. At the same time, me and Chaz got to experience a home with our father that was a little bit different. It's actually the only place, the only physical place that has been in my, my life from the beginning of my life that is now ours it belongs to you literally yeah, it literally and so that's the only place physical home i call home if you actually had a building for home that still probably wouldn't be it it would probably be the house in johnson city on Navy on Nave drive yeah, right so. um but we had so many different levels of home we had so many different experiences so home to me is where my family is but you know a lot of people never have what we had. well that's true and that's something else that i've learned as an as i get older We have a bond between our siblings and my mother that most people never have. I have enough love for my mom. Most people don't have that from two parents, and I'm not just bragging, but it's true.
0: I do have an abundance of love Um, I can smother people. I was going to say that. I didn't (laughs) want to sound rude. It's It's really hard in a relationship. I've had to learn to curb that when I'm in a relationship with someone and hold back and not give all my love to them because it can come across as smothering love because I can love so abundantly. Um, I really feel that when I was a kid, like when I was talking about laying on the ground and Mm -hmm. staring up at the sky, I really feel at that time that God was just continually pouring out into me his love oh, I, to give. Into, and I I feel that I, I know as a child, I would feel his love just being poured into me. And that was preparing me for the job he had at hand for me. And that is to heal people, to lay hands on people and to fill them with healing and healing comes from a place of love. So I, I really, I really believe that. And you know, a lot of people say, how can you say that about yourself? You're so full of love because it's knowledge and it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's wonderful to know who you are. And, and I love myself. Yeah. I love, I love the fact that I am connected to the creator of the universe who has gave me these wonderful or given me these wonderful gifts who has, I'm, I'm thankful that I love my children and my friends and strangers. Um, but love is a big part of home.
1: Yeah. And, and and she she shared that with me and all my siblings, too. So everything she said about her childhood experience, I know is home to me, too, except for the fact that I probably would have been, was more sneaky than she was and <laughs> would hide around corners better so I could hear the stories that I shouldn't have been listening to. Probably. Well, uh, not necessarily because, you know, that big table I talked yeah. about. Yeah. That we would sit and eat dinner at
0: well when my dad's people would all come, yeah. And they would have big, my father was the patriarch, yeah, over his family. Yeah, you can hide under that, table. and I would hide under that table while they would have big conferences and talks about what they're going to do about this or what they're going to yep. do about that, you know, or
1: kitchen table, that table uh-huh. before you go in the dining room, right? That little half wall, yeah. Oh, is that where you would hide? Well, underneath the thing is, you get they get to kicking sometimes. Every young out there shakes their leg or kicks their leg. Oh yeah, they they just too much energy. Yeah, and it's taken me a long time. I'm 33, and it's taken me years to perfect the fact that I can sit still and not kick my leg. But I have to sit the no, whole I time can, and do it. I can't. Little Mamie's the worst.
0: Our youngest one. So 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 you get to know us. I'm I'm Cat Young. I am the youngest of my siblings, and I have been passed as a matriarch over uh, my group. Um, because my other family has no no desire to walk in the the traditions that have been passed down, I have my daughter Tess, my son Chaz, my daughter Cheney, and my daughter Mamie, who we all walk in the giftings and the understandings that have been passed down. My father was Leo Max Young, who was an amazing man of God, who was also very well who gifted and was who was of Scottish descent. My mother is Mamie, and she is of Malunjin uh, descent. Uh, which is uh, we'll talk about that another time, but that is home as well. And uh, that so these are the characters in our life you're gonna hear about a lot. You're gonna hear a lot about Pink Young and Hetty Young and Nancy, Nancy Vaught, Trent, Trent. Nancy Vaught, Trent is the same person. Grandma the Grandma Vaught. she these are these are characters that play a big role in who we are and and, and our family and our life. And uh, you'll also hear about our friends, uh, my uh-huh. best friend Brenda. Uh, Tess's best friend, Ashley, uh, people that come and go in our life, and what creates a home. And, is, and that's that's why we wanted to start out with this one: who we are and what our home consists of. And this home, no matter where it is, no matter where we've moved, or 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 what it is, is always open and it's always full of love. It's always full of laughter. It's always full of people. It's always full of food and dinners and excitement. And every holiday is a huge event for us. Um, every day is a day of celebration of life. And you say, is that possible? Well, around here it is. Yeah. And you may not believe that, but if you've ever met, if you meet people that know us, they will tell you absolutely. That's true. And, and that's because I've taken who I was as a child and I did not let that part of me die. I continue to let that live and live that to the fullest because I knew even as a child in those moments when I was, you can call it whatever, but I guess it was meditation before God when I would lay there, even in, in the sunshine, <laughs> and the love of God absorb into me that this was but one life I was going to have. And I wanted to live it to the fullest extent I could. So, she
1: also nurtured that in all of her children. And, and really pushed that. Not just nurtured it. Really, uh, I, I don't want to say push it, doesn't because that's not a friendly word, I don't feel like. But she... Ingrained it. Yes. Well, I feel like that's not nice either. But Is it not? It was very enthusiastic about our growth as a child and our imagination to um, our dreams and hopes and wants and desires as a child and how to keep that childlike heart. So that was so important to her to to present us so that side of my family is is very true but on my dad's side of the family I feel like home was a lot different it always home with dad was always the smell of uh like nachos or chili (laughs) or spaghetti you know what Mm, I'm talking about that sounds good I'm sorry and then um the sound of a UT football game on in the background um and um him yelling at the TV, run, <laughs> run, run. Yeah, you know? Tess's father has passed away. Yeah, so yeah, my dad's name was Brady, so you'll hear about him as well and other right. people in our life. And my grandmother's name was Dorothy, but she went by Dot or Dottie, and then Mama Ruth was her mother, and yeah. Roy was her father. And
0: everybody in our life that we're talking about, these people, they're all characters. Everybody was such a character,
1: yeah. I mean, that's what I. I was my boyfriend Chuck actually? Uh-huh. I I talked to his. I, I love hearing about people's heritage, and I think that's something that we get from your side of the family because oh, I my love dad's the side story, of the story. They didn't did. talk about their heritage very much. I mean, yeah. I, my brother and I are starting to find out more now, but um, they don't. He knows nothing about his past, like his history. A his lot heritage. of people don't. So I talked to his mom about it, and she tells me, and I'm like, and they did what? Yeah, and that was all they did in the Like, what, yeah, most well, people, what about this? You, you know? know, most
0: people do. They wake up, they go to work, they come home, they go to bed. They wake up, they go to work, they come home, they go to bed. Our families weren't like that. Most of the family members on both sides were entrepreneurs. They were. Um, they did have an eclectic background. If you want to call them. <laughs> uh, they, you they, know, made they money were, in
1: different ways. They were <laughs> spiritual
0: on both sides. Yeah. They were gifted on both sides. Uh, we're talking about Scottish travelers. We're talking about Cherokee. We're talking about Melungeon. So it is a very eclectic group of people. It's very fascinating. I'm so thankful that God allowed me to be born into such an amazing group of people, such a, a eclectic group of people that He gave us all these giftings, that He gave us all this life, and He gave us the excitement to walk in this. But I will have to say, I am so incredibly heartbroken and sorry for those people that don't have this wonderful home. But I want to tell you this, you don't have to be that way. Home is what you want it to be. You do not have to live in sadness, depression, and emptiness. You can choose to have home. You see, in my life, I have been through not one, not two, not three, but yes, four divorces. I have been through broken relationships. I have been through things that that we'll get into as we go through this podcast, but a lot of terrible, broken situations. But yet, I believe in healing. I believe in walking through these things and not letting it steal my joy, not letting it steal my heritage, not letting it stealing my home life. But, but to encourage to still create that love and that home and that idea of what I want, not reliant on someone else but relying on who I am, relying on what I want my family to experience. So if you're living in a little tiny one bedroom apartment and that's all you have and you have no money and you can't decorate, look outside your window. Is there a flower growing? Go pick it, put it in a a cup, decorate it, make it your home. You know what? You don't have any pictures, then paint one. Do whatever it takes to make it your home. There is a Dollar Tree. There is something that you can create to make it your home, to add some color, to do whatever. You think decorations don't matter? It does matter. It will make you feel good. Fill your home with love. Fill your home with what you want it to be. You can't. Maybe you want it to be huge and you want it to be filled with this and you want it to be filled with that. It doesn't matter. I've been in some of the most beautiful huge expensive homes on earth and they've been the coldest non-loving empty places I've ever been in my life. I agree. And then I have been into, I've been in government houses that were filthy and dirty, but there was so much love in there that you didn't want to leave. Now, have we not been in that test? Because it's up to you what you want to put in it. It's up to you. So, so make it your home. See, Nobody can make you feel anyway unless you allow them to. You can't you can't walk through this life allowing people to continually pull you down. If you choose to have a home, if you choose to make wherever you're at your home, that's up to you. See, look inside yourself. Find out who you are. If you say, well, my parents were drug addicts and abused me and they did this and they did that. Well, that was their intent. Maybe that's not your intent. What is your intent? Is your intent to be happy? Is your intent to be joyous? Is your intent to be full of laughter and have a home? Well then start with you. Start with you and start allowing that to happen. I know listen, bills are tough for me too. Times are tough for me too. And and I but and we struggle like everybody else. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to let the love within me show through my home. You know, if if it's just I have to go to the dollar store and I have to buy Salisbury frozen steak to eat dinner with. Well, then I'm going to be joyous about that. And we're going to have a good time eating I that think. because we have that, because it's about the intent of, of the dinner table. And if it's just me, because listen, Tess has got a boyfriend and and she's gone a lot. Mamie's got a boyfriend and she's gone a lot. And sometimes, sometimes now it is just me and my dogs here. But you know what? I enjoy that time now. And I will write letters and I will write ideas for shows or or I will write whatever that I need to do. What is your dream? Whatever take the time that God has given you now, where if you're alone, whatever, to make a plan for your future. Take whatever time it is and utilize it. Don't sit idly by, but you you can create that home. If it's say you're a single mom with just you and your kids. Oh that's a beautiful opportunity.
1: You know, I mom saying this, it, I don't think it, it paints the picture to the extent that we've lived pretty extreme lives and and the more you listen the more you'll find out how extreme our lives have been. It's it's never just hmm, maybe it's always one way or the other with us. Um it's it's pretty extreme. So we have been with everything we've had money and banking accounts and savings accounts and then we've had nothing oh and there's been a time go. I was actually staying in my car yeah, there was one there's time. places at times when we had nowhere to go and and things like that so it's important to understand that through that we always found home and we always knew that home was there or home was right around the corner or home was not far from us when we travel uh-huh You know, and I think this is cool. You know, like when they, you know, how we're growing up, this was a big part of home for us. We always got together and watched documentaries, as crazy as this sounds, on things like, you know, Behind the Music. Do you remember Behind the Music? I love Behind the Music. And then, like, it talked about the bands, it talked about the music. And we also watched documentaries about serial killers. Not that that I just find
0: crazy people. I think it's amazing, (laughs) too.
1: But, anyways, um, Aerosmith and bands like that, before they go into a like a hotel to stay in if they're on traveling, or whatever, uh-huh. they won't go into a room to stay in until there's like a scarves placed on the lamps and it's low lighting and there's certain, <laughs> there's certain pillows placed to make it feel like home. Oh, right. So anybody that's ever traveled with us, whether we're staying at people's houses <laughs> or staying in a hotel room, you know that we're there because of that. The presence we bring of home. With we us. do. We take over, don't we? We do. And it's not like we mean to. It's just that's how it is because we land on a place. Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. And I, it's so important to us. There's times we are working and we're in, in such high levels of nastiness in some of the places we go. And it's, you're just looking for that place of home. Yes.
0: It's, home is within it's it. Is, as, as cliche as it sounds, home is within you. Yeah. It is within you. And it's the love within you that you share with other people and loving of yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just you have to create it. You have to create your own home. You did. So you didn't have it growing up. You didn't have what you wanted. Okay, so create it now. Make that happen for you. You can't change the past. You cannot change people's ill intent in their heart towards you. But you have to remember that was their intent to be bad or to be abusive or to abandon you or whatever the case may be. But it had nothing to do with you. That wasn't what you wanted. So now take what you want to wash, just walk away from their bad intent, send it back to them, and now take your intent, which is to walk in love and to walk in family and to walk in purity and good and joyous and do what is right because it's the right thing to do. That's always an important thing. And create a home. You know, create breakfast in the morning if it's just you for yourself and dinner in the evening is just your <laughs>
2: Hey, Kat and Tess. This is Di from Ohio. Thank you all for doing another podcast. I'm super excited to learn as much from y'all as I can. Okay, so my question is about home smudging. Can you tell me about the process of doing a home smudging um, to clear stale energy and to bring more light using sage sticks? I'm sure it's a different process for removing attachments and more negative things like that. So I'm just kind of referencing a light clearing, if you will. Um, For example, do I anoint myself first? Should I say any prayers or Bible verses? What do I say while moving the smoke around the home? Things like that. So if you could walk me through the process from beginning to end, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Love you both.